Boy, we, th- we thought we had one in the bag last night at Williams Arena, Pat. Uh, 20-point lead. I think it was a 17-point lead with about 10 minutes to go. And uh, Missouri came roaring back to beat our Gophers. They didn't even have to roar. They just, they just about yeah. every, every 40 seconds, they'd get a bucket. The Gophers, the Gophers didn't score the last nine minutes, right? The last nine minutes, they didn't score. How is that possible? And and this it's was also so your uh, featured attraction of your non-conference schedule. Mm-hmm. The only decent game that anybody want to go see and didn't sound like there was anybody there either. I mean, they got a little bit loud at the end as they were choking it away. But, boy, that was brutal. You know, remember that now last year they didn't blow games like that. They just were terrible. But two years ago when they had all those crafty old veterans, they, they had a couple of those, that happened to them two or three times. Remember that they had to look like oh, they yeah. had the games locked up and then they didn't score for minutes after minutes. But that was a team with very little talent, you know, battle might make a shot once in a while. And that was about it. But uh, I don't know, Ben, I'd like to, I'd like to have some faith in them, but uh, is, is they call a timeout and their ideas have Christie throw up a, and nobody run anything and have Christie throw up a three, the freshman kid. That was a stupid looking last play. I'll tell you. Well, and that was the, the I, big, I the big controversy, right? Was it was him the I mean, just letting him sort of run the show down the stretch. Yeah, yeah, that that that's true. Yeah, the uh, the veteran uh, apparently the veteran guy, the graduate student from Howard University, was not real happy on the bench. Hawkins, he had, yeah, he had some uh, bad body language. I I suppose they're invested in this kid uh, considerably. They're they might be afraid if they uh, don't really let him play a lot, he'll be out of here. You know, he's a recruit. So, uh, and he was their hot shot recruit, but he is not ready for uh, anybody that's any good. That was, uh, I mean, both of those threes he threw. It was the second, they're calling the second one a jump shot. So that wasn't a three. Was it, I thought um, it was a three. What the, the, and the, I, the last I, one he missed. Were you watching that one? I, I did not see the end of it. No, okay. we actually yeah. we, we we were at we were at Surly, we were at Surly watching and, this. Yeah, <laughs> and we and we saw and we saw the like probably the, like a good dozen people and like Mizzou fans showed up. They were around yeah. yesterday. Like really? we saw a good amount of Mizzou. And my fiance's a Mizzou uh, alum, and I asked her if she wanted to go to the game a couple weeks ago, and she said, "No, I'm good." So I didn't. <laughs> I wanted to go actually, and she didn't yeah. want to go. So that was the deciding no, factor. Well, I, no, I thought it was a three that he threw up, but I was kind of watching from across the room. You're talking and about then, you're talking about like the second to last shot, like the last shot. No, of the, the game. last shot, the last shot. Yeah, it was, was a two. A it was a two. It was a two. Okay, all right. Yeah. So he missed the two that badly. Not it was like two three, feet yeah. inside the arc, and then they yeah. they got the rebound, but the 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 follow-up was a miss. And so if you're gonna buzzer. run something with him like that and just say do what you want to do. Uh, don't you want him to throw up a three and win the game? <laughs> I don't know. It's another yeah. two. I mean, I so, want them to just not give up a 20-point lead, yes, you know, right. that gets you to that true. point. Ben yes. Johnson is taking a ton of heat. I can see I follow some real diehard, passionate Gopher fans on Twitter, too, that would never turn on a coach, especially a Ben Johnson, but everyone's having a hard time with this one. This was, yeah. uh, this well, was bad. They were They were trying to get a little more enthused and it looked like they had some depth you know it looks like they had eight nine players you know a couple of guys a couple of guys were uh uh you know uh hot, hot you know good 
good guys are back. Einan's back and uh, Parker Fox, who didn't play much, I don't think, is supposedly back. But uh, uh, there's there's supposed to be more depth, a little more talent. But boy, that one's how, how do you recover from that? Because nothing else they do in the preseason matters. That's the only team you play, right? That's the only team of any importance that you play. You got two conference games and. If you could somehow split those, that might be okay. But uh, I don't know. It's it's it couldn't be any deader than it is right now. Go for basketball fever. Yeah. In, in fact, the only time they really come out of the woodwork is to complain now. So yeah, you know, yeah. And I don't. And I guess there. my my big picture question with both the the basketball team and the football team. And I know that you uh, yesterday were poking at PJ for just the NIL stuff. But at the end of the day, they're adding a bunch of good programs to the conference for basketball and football. Yes. They don't have an NIL program of note, you know, that, no. that's actually bringing in players. I guess I don't see how all of this gets better in the next five years, but maybe yeah. someone else can find a path. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I think uh, there's there would have been one guy who could have made a difference here three years ago and pony up six million a year. And that would have been Eric Musselman. Musselman. Yep. He would have came in because he knows where to find them. Yep. <laughs> Just like daddy, he knows where to find them. And he would have had eight transfers in here in two weeks. And uh, they would have been good players. And we can guide anybody through academically. Now it's impossible to flunk out of school. So, uh, you know, yeah. they, they want your body there and they not, they're going to figure out anything they can to have you, uh, have you still around. So, uh, that was, that would have been the only guy, you know, Brian Dutcher. I like him a lot. He'd be better than Ben, but he's not a bring, you know, he actually did have transfers last year, but he's, uh, he's a step below that on the energy level, I think. So, uh, you know. It is weird though, Pat, like Ben doesn't seem like, you know, when we see professional coaches that are going to lose their job or aren't qualified for, it, you know, they start to lash out or they're bozos or just incompetent. And Ben, like I, I've yet to see anyone even call Ben that and, and nor should they, he just doesn't seem like yeah. he's up to being a, a head coach of a division one power five school. Yeah, he was, uh, he was a reach as a, uh, reach as a coach. He's a really good guy. And you were hopeful, uh, you know, okay. That first year they found, you know, they, found guys from Richmond and BMI and places like that. And they won some games and looked like they knew what they were doing. But uh, I don't know, Dave Thorson, you know, the, the was a long time successful coach at De La Salle. And then he was at Colorado. Then he was with that Nico at Drake and, and then at Colorado state. Uh, I, I would have liked him to tap, tap Ben on the shoulder and that uh, last time out and say, but he doesn't do that, but he's an assistant, but say, we don't want to run it for him. We want to make Dawson, let Dawson get fouled, get the ball down there. And if they double team him, then throw it to somebody else. Or maybe as you, as was suggested, they bring in the point guard who's played for five years that maybe he can figure out something to do, but uh, that's, I, I, I gotta admit, I turned it on for like a while in the first second half and watched six, seven minutes and they're up 20. I they were up, back they were up 59 to 39 yeah. with 11 minutes left. I turned it back on. I, I was surprised. I looked, I would look to see what the final score was and it wasn't final yet. So I went, went back over and there's like two minutes left and it's two point game. And I said, huh? Cause I mean, Missouri looked like they didn't, they haven't even had much interest in that game, and then they come back and win it. And, hey, 
they're no good. Missouri's no good. This is a bad Missouri team. They got a their their number one shooter looks like me. He's a fat short guy, and he's uh, you know throwing up honor or something like that. But Missouri's gonna be a bad team in the Big Twelve in the SEC. So uh, uh, yeah, that was just bad. I don't know. It's uh, it's boy talk about. I mean, it was pretty dead the last couple of years with Richard, but uh, you know Richard's going crazy. I was talking about him yesterday in New Mexico, bringing in every every transfer he can from every place in the world, and guys playing their sixth year, seventh year, and, um, and he's he's quit recruiting high schoolers. So yeah, I mean, uh, he he's an interesting one because he's kind of when when the Gophers hired him, they probably hired him a year or two earlier than he yeah. probably should have, but. He was, you know, this up and coming name and and then he gets fired from the Gophers, winds up in New Mexico. This is kind of like pivot point of your career for Richard Patino down there, I feel like. Yes. Well, he's he'll do okay down there though. That's uh you know, he'll as he says, as he told a friend of mine, he can do anything you want to down here. <laughs> it's not a problem. <laughs> it's, it's New Mexico. As long as there's not a shooting after the game, you know, like in New Mexico State's basketball program when they had, to, you know, they had that little problem of attempted murder and stuff like that last year. So New Mexico yeah. doesn't. As long as you don't have that going on, hey, that's the home of Norm Ellenberger. New Mexico, they loved Norm Ellenberger. He was, he was a, a bit shifty to say the least. At least, so uh, <laughs> he was one of those guys that Bobby put on the bench with him in Indiana to kind of rehabilitate him after he'd been banned by the NCAA. So, yeah, I don't know what. Uh, nothing. Nothing in this town has uh, descended. It was, you know, almost thirty years uh, from seventy when from when Muscle came to seventy one till. When Clem was leaving, and then we still cared early in the 2000s. So about 30 years we really cared. But it's and Patino had it going a couple of times. Uh, you know, you did the pre the, the weekly we show. We did the coaches show. Yeah, yeah. Tight. And uh, he had it going, but boy, the last his last three four years, and then uh, and then now this it's it's just it's dead over there. And we've talked about this before. That arena when it's empty is a bleep hole you know people can talk about oh williams arena when it's full well it had not been full for now for about six years so uh yeah not even on his best day and last night you know you you have scheduled you put together this god-awful schedule to get wins the one team that you that anybody ever heard of comes in and you blow a 20-point lead that's it you're in trouble yeah it's gonna be i think it's i mean we'll see what happens they've got the rest of the season to figure their stuff out but mm-hmm. i would be shocked if they go through another year where they're one of the three four worst teams in the big 10 i would be shocked if ben johnson was still the coach and he's so a, he's a up, great guy but yeah man. yeah i was uh i was at stout state wednesday i'm doing a piece on this uh, caleb williams who scored 41 against the gophers and McAllister was playing over there yeah and stout had this kid uh blake fox or something and he was he was a big kid and he was running the court and he scored you know 30 some points and I was talking to the Matt coach yesterday and he said I said man that kid was pretty good number 11 first out and he says that's Parker Fox's kid brother okay so, right. yeah he was over there at Stout State he's a and uh he, he was a 
really good player. Now that was a good basketball game, 102 to 93. That's a- <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Up and down the court. Let's go. That was a good basketball game. Yeah, more fun than than last night's grind yes. to uh, you know, 65 points or whatever. Hey, uh Vikings in Denver this Sunday, Pat. Can they can they keep These are two of the hottest teams in the league. Denver three straight wins. We thought this game was going to get flexed out like 2 weeks ago. Yes. And now it's actually a really interesting matchup. Yeah, how about uh, – yeah, I, I still have to like the Vikes defensively because Russell doesn't still doesn't look – you know, he looks slow and he doesn't look like uh, what he used to. And uh, I heard you guys talking yesterday on, on the Purple Daily, and uh, you're right. As, as much as we're talking about Joshua Dobbs, the way the defense is playing is more shocking than, uh, than uh, anything. I mean, even early this year, you thought, who defense is terrible. But uh, they, you know, with a, with this collection of defensive backs, the one guy you noticed from the beginning, though, this year was Bynum, how, mm-hmm. how good he was back there. After all those years of looking for a real partner for, uh, you know, for Harrison Smith back there, and all, all of a sudden they found him. What 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 round of draft was this kid? Fourth. Three years? He was like a he was fourth, uh, and he was three he years was a ago, cornerback maybe. in college who maybe sprinkled into like the slot, and they moved him to safety. But he's a safety who can cover because yes. he's a cornerback at heart. I was going to say, you watch him, and unlike some of the cheap shot artists they put up back there with Harrison, you don't want a cheap shot artist with Harrison because he's kind of a cheap shot artist himself. So you, you don't want two He'll of them. Blur back there. He'll blur a line. He'll blur a line. Yeah, he will blur a line. Sendejo, but, when Sendejo was yeah, back was there with him, it was like, yeah. okay, let's yeah. calm down. Yeah. Yeah. When you watch this kid, though, He's always right around there. He's always, you know, oops, who made that play? Oh, it was Bynum. You know, you you you, you notice him, you know. I'm not a guy who watches all 22 and stuff like that, but I I just notice a guy. When I notice a guy, that's good enough for me, and I've noticed him a lot. And the defense is, uh, you know, Hunter is uh, having a great year, and uh, and the, the rest of the they they want him. I like want him. He's he gets he's at five six sacks and he's not. Uh, and they 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 even with nobody in the middle of prominence, you know, there's no run stuffer really. The team stopped stopped running on him too. So uh, I I like him, but a kind of in a low scoring game, don't you? I don't think it's going to be a wild game. Yeah, I mean, Den- I feel like every Denver game just kind of muddies its way to like it's like sixteen to thirteen with you know seven mm-hmm. minutes left in the fourth quarter, uh, except for that one game where they got beat seventy to 70 twenty to by 20, the Dolphins yeah. like two months ago. Yeah, you thought they had a fighting chance to go about three and fourteen after that one. So uh, I mean, Peyton, Peyton is probably one of the most unlikable guys in the in the league, but uh, he can he knows what he's doing. I guess he's because they. I thought they were hell. They're they're a playoff contender now, and they were absolutely out of it. Speaking of uh, football, how about the Big Ten? Okay, if Harbaugh is willing not to coach the next two games, we'll drop the whole thing. Uh, This this horrible scandal that had had absolutely uh, damaged the reputation of the league. If Harbaugh just won't coach these two games and you don't start calling me names anymore, this weenie commissioner they have will drop the whole thing. We'll let the NCAA handle it. The NCAA, I don't think, would care one way or another. So it should be a Big Ten problem, not an NCAA problem. I, my theory on this is, and, and, and Harbaugh kind of alluded to this in a 
or at least there are some reports that Michigan and putting together their rebuttal was like, do you guys want to open this Pandora's box? Because we could go, we could go show you what Ohio State's do. I think the big time yeah, was like, right. let's keep that closed. Okay. Actually, maybe Jim, yes. you can just sit out a couple games and be less, be a little more all, discreet next time, Jimmy. All the pontification that was done by the, this new uh, commissioner, by the way, this TV guy that they got is, you know, he's, our commissioner is dedicated to upholding the tremendous standards of the, uh, of the Big Ten, uh, the tremendous standards, the ones that were established when we developed the alliance with the Pac-10 and the ACC and everybody else and said, we're not going to be stealing each other's teams. And 20 minutes later, we stole two of theirs and then two more yeah. later. The most unethical jackasses of all time, led by one of the most unethical guys ever, Kevin Warren, who took his big fat bonus for the tv contract that went to the chicago bears got the hell out of there after he got his money so yeah i actually i love the expansion because now i mean how long has it been it's been michigan state pops up once in a while and then iowa will like leverage a week schedule or wisconsin but really the big 10 for two decades has been three teams it's been ohio state and they're all in the same division ohio state michigan and penn state so I like the we're actually we're gonna shuffle this thing up. We're gonna bring Washington in, USC. I heard somebody talking about this a couple of days ago. If Iowa had gotten the punt return, if they hadn't called the punt return back, mm-hmm. they'd be a one-loss team yeah. rated about ninth in the country mm-hmm. yep. with the most terrible offense anybody has ever seen in history yes. it's 1932 with this team it's like you know like when murray first came here he used to punt on third down they're they're, they're crescent you guys were pointed out yesterday they're just they're just they're clamped they're crest falling down there because their punter isn't coming back next year you know they're he's He's the Caitlin Clark of football. They're punter. <laughs> they would have had one. They fill loss. the stadium to watch these That's majestic him. punts. <laughs> what a Twelve punter. times oh, a game. My God. Did you see him kick that one out of bounds on the four? It was great. <laughs> Instead of announcing again. the offensive starters and the defensive stars, they announced special teams and the punter. They're so rotten that the kids at the hospital just come out and wave, and then they go back and do whatever they're doing. They aren't watching these clowns. They don't want to watch this boring stuff, for God's sake. They wave, and then they go back and watch uh, the, something else. The Gophers, by the way, are so... Uh, they're 28 point. No, it opened 28. It's down to 27 and a half at Ohio State this weekend. ESPN.com has a matchup predictor that gives Ohio State a 97% chance to win. So the over under is 48 and a half right now. It's up to 49 and a half, actually. Oh, that'll be over 50. That'll be, unless they go for score none. So they're it'll projecting, they're projecting if, if they hit the 49 or the or the 48 ish and the 28 point spread like a 38 to 10 Ohio state win mm-hmm. or 41 to 10 somewhere in there. Mm-hmm. Go get them. Ghosts. Yeah, that's about right. You know, Ohio state won't, this is, they're not going to, uh, you know, when the Ohio state crowd comes in on Saturday, they're worried about playing Michigan a week from now. That's uh, they're not, it's not like there's a lot of focus on the Gophers here. Could be a trap game for Ohio state. Oh yeah, it could be. It could be a trap game. Trap game. Well, I don't know. Our coach has made about two concession speeches this week, right? The, uh, oh, yeah. and we're so banged up. We can't play. And, uh, 
we all our players are going to leave back on the NIL bandwagon too. It's a, he's, you know, the Mr. Positive, who, by the way, if you go back to September, was uh, effusive in the praise for uh, this team here and how excited he was to have it. Uh, what happened? What happened? You got three guys hurt, and all of a sudden you, you're terrible. I don't, I don't get it. Yeah, I but, think we're, I think we're seeing the, I think we saw the peak in 2019. Yeah. It was a great run, 11 and two. They beat Auburn yeah. on New Year's yeah. Day. We'll always, we'll always have 2019. That's true, but we'll, we'll have PJ for about three, four more years because there's not going to be a lot of invitations unless he wants to. Uh, Unless he wants to go to Iowa State after Campbell leaves or something like that, which I doubt. So, yep. Hey, tell the audience about your favorite place oh. to buy cars, Pat. Before we, you know, what I was thinking about our guys, uh, Jim Paul and uh, hmm. Brett Paul at the Valley Group GM dealers. You can trust them; they're your guys. You know, in the car business, you like the guys you can trust. Yeah. They're not shifty. I, uh, they're obviously, not shifty. I obviously trust these fellas because I've uh, and everybody out there, uh, and because I bought five straight cars for them for about 15 years now. I've been buying my cars at the Valley Group of GM dealers. I got some great looking machines yesterday. I was uh, driving out in the area and uh, took a look at some of the uh, new new stuff they have out there. I'm not tempted yet. I'm not tempted yet, but uh, that, that move could be coming. In fact, if I didn't have to fix the pool, I probably would have gotten a new car, but uh, <laughs> anyway. Uh, I just get out there this weekend, take a look. Is the weather going to stay like this? It's so dang gorgeous. It's, it's good, good to, good yeah, to be I mean, it's like things. 25 degrees uh, this morning, but we're, we're inching back up. Like we're, it's, yeah, it's not winter it's yet. I might hit the golf course one more time on Sunday morning, Pat. I might go, hit it. Go out and, uh, go out and look at these, uh, little SUVs they got mm-hmm. uh, If you're a truck guy, the Sierra trucks and, uh, interest rates really, uh, really good. Uh, if you're going to get your loan there. And, uh, you know, just, just great vehicles, and um, they'll, they'll take care of you once you buy a car, too. Any problems, and I haven't had many, any problems, they'll take care of you. You can trust them. Jim Paul and Brett Paul at Valley Group of GM Dealers. Amen. All right, Pat. Hastings and Apple Valley, by the way. Hastings and Apple Valley. So. Enjoy your football weekend, and I, uh, we'll, we'll recap it all next week. I will do that. Thank you, gents. All right, Pat. Pat. There he is. Roycey Unchained here. What's going on?